Welcome to the Philly Sports Case with your hosts, Derek and Dave. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Derek and Dave Show. This week's special guest is E-Money, who offers some insight as well as his NFL picks for you gambling types later in the sportscast. Thanks, Derek. Baba Booey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. He just wants to get off the microphone. He's tired of talking. He don't want to talk about the birds. Why doesn't he want to talk about the birds? Because he's disgusted? That, oh, that's I'm telling you, last week it was horrible because when we were sitting here, I'm like, you know what? We could give them 30 points and we're still going to beat them. And then, boom, comes in and we looked horrible. The defense, they just can't stop the run. What do you think about that? Ooh, Corey I, Simon's very missed. Well, I don't think we run enough either. Oh, so we don't run at all. Yeah. So that hurts us. We have no time out there. Our defense is out there 40 minutes out of a 60-minute game. You got Brian Dawkins making all the tackles. Yeah, it's horrible. And that's seven, eight yards down the line, too, yeah. like after the line. It's horrible. And you're setting up. You know what the, the worst bit is for me is you're setting up play action, which scares me. Yeah. Because you got that seven, eight-yard run, and then boom, you hide that in the pocket. Boom, that's a 40-yard pass. And that's what Glenn did all day. Yeah, 40 Glenn, yards. Amazing. And uh, it was a shame to see the birds do that. We were so high. So hyped about this game too. Mean day. It was just money in the bank. Yeah. Gonna take this game. We're just gonna roll. Not even worry about it. And that goes to show too. On you know what, Cowboys are contender this year. Yeah. NFC East is not like it was the last couple of years. You got the Giants and you got Eli Manning coming around, and you got the Cowboys and you got the big fish down there that really knows what they're doing. And you know when it rains, it pours for Donovan. When he's not on, it's horrible. You know he gets frustrated like a little baby. He goes out there and like if he's not. On, on, first quarter, he's got his head down on the sidelines. That's no good. People don't want to see that. No. Your defense doesn't want to see the quarterback with her head down, you know, doing this, doing that. you got to get out there. you got to get up. Keep your head up. Let's work here. Yeah, Dave, the only point I really want to make about the Eagles is that it didn't really seem that Donovan was into the game too much. didn't seem like anybody was into the game. That's a very good point, but I think if – Donovan doesn't throw behind Westbrook or he doesn't T.O.'s feet or behind T.O. I mean, T.O. made some pretty good grabs. They had less than 200 yards of total offense, and he had 50 receiving yards. So he certainly did his job, but McNabb did not do his job, and he did not seem like he was into doing his job that day. Think it was uh, injury-wise or just, hey, you know what, we're going on a bye next week, take it easy? I don't know how to think of it. I've always thought of McNabb as an ultra-competitor, and I still do, but how lethargic he was playing on Sunday they were looking to him, and he was just nodding his head or laughing. Or actually, the picture on the Daily News, he was yawning. It was nasty. It was nasty. It was a shame. Of all teams to happen against, I didn't want it to happen against Dallas. I know, especially the way the Dallas fans are kicking the forums. They're enjoying it. They're loving it. They and certainly are. You know, I want to thank Gang Green for coming back. and. Yeah, good job, Gang Green. Glad someone's standing on the ground. Because five Philly Super Bowl and, yeah. rings has got to get put in his place. But Gang Green made a really good point. He said, we'll talk about this in December. Exactly. That's what struck me about that Eagles game is like they were down. Defense defense can't do any more than they already did. I mean, they were on the field for so long. As a defensive player, what are you going to do, root for the offense so you don't have to go out and suck air all day? Yeah. Special teams is horrible. But you do agree it begins and ends with McNabb. Oh, it does. He's got. He's the one who sets the pace. He's the one who's supposed to. He's your general. He tells you what to do. He pats everyone on the head and gets them going. Right. Someone shouldn't have to pat him on the head and say, come on. Right. Let's do this. It's hard to watch when he's not on his game. It's hard to talk about him when they're not on their game. It's horrible because weeks before this, oh, well, there's not much to say. They're, you know, on all cylinders. Now it's like, I don't even want to say anything because right. they just played horrible. Honestly, when their defense scored, it didn't even seem like, I didn't even know it was an interception. And you know what's interesting about the way the week ended is that it was reported in the paper on Thursday before the game that 
Andy Reid was going to give off, give the team off during the bye week if they won. Really? Yeah. No practices. You thought they would have came out harder then? Yes. He said the, the team, uh, the people that were interviewed for the story said it gives us great incentive because if we had to practice on Thursday, Friday, or Wednesday, Friday, it would break up any vacation Free plans. Free time, yeah. Have. So what he did when he got to the locker room after that debacle of a game, he gave them all a week <laughs> off. What, what the hell is that about? Do you think that Andy Reid's... By giving them the week off, no matter what, is saying that maybe it's all in their heads and they need to come back fresh and determined to hit the Super Bowl, get there. Do you think that's the reason why I, I think it, with uh, training camp being as weird as it was this year with the whole right. T.O., I think if he says, you know what, one whole week, get your heads away from football, don't worry about it, we're going to get back to this. I hope, I hope he's not going off on, hey, guys, don't worry about this week. We're going to win against San Diego because we win every year. Right. I hope that's not what he's going for. You're listening to Philly Sportscast with Derek and Dave. Dude, after they stopped them on fourth down at the goal line, beautiful. I thought that was it. I thought, you know what, okay, we broke them. Now we're going to go for it. We're going to take it. Defense what? wins games. They don't say yeah. that for nothing, Dave, I'll tell you. Right. But your defense is out there for 40 minutes. You ain't winning a game. Yeah, you can see them when they get in the red zone. And they're, they're running them, running them. They're just tired. Yeah. You can't. They're going to die out there. You got big boys running around all day? Yeah. I feel for them, man. You know something about that. Oh, I do. I know about being big boys. I don't know about running, though. <laughs> Last time I ran was Easter, like four years ago when we played basketball. That was it. Well, we got a, we got a Thanksgiving football game coming up. Thanksgiving, so you better be there. It all depends. If it's rainy. Oh, it's got to be rainy. Or if it's sunny. Sunny, too. Or if it's uh, early. <laughs> it was early as well. I got a lot of the different things I got to accommodate, too. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Now we got the Eagles on a bye week. Let them go on their That's bye good. week. They need to buy. Let them wallow in this BS. It, it's a shame too, because I mean they played so horrible, and the biggest news was uh, T.O. wearing a, a Michael Irvin jersey. Michael Irvin. Well, you know, it's anything to uh, put another stain on them. Yeah. You know, to, to for make the field off, you hate them even more because when you're saying that when they lose, it's just like that that a hole. Yeah. You know. And that's when you're playing that team, you, you don't want to do that. No, you don't. Well, did you guys see? Um, the way the spin that Michael Irvin put on it, he said that he talked to T.O. afterwards and that he is assuming that T.O. didn't have anything else to change into and that his original plan was to roll over the Cowboys and then wear the Cowboys jersey walking out to rub it in their faces. That could be a possibility. Now, that it could be a possibility because there isn't a person on earth who thought the Eagles were going to lose that game. I still don't like wearing other people's jerseys, other... The team you're playing. I remember wearing, watching AI wear a Celtics jersey. I don't like that throwback. I don't care if it's a futuristic, right. futuristic jersey. Just don't wear the other jersey. Wear it at a different time when you're out doing something else, not after the game you play against them. And at the same time, D, they didn't win. If you can't, you got nothing else to wear. You're wear wearing, the, yeah. wearing nothing. Wear you're, the suit that you wore in. You know, you, this is you know, you didn't win. So your your little uh, thing isn't going to work. So you can't wear the jersey. Right. Simple as that. Your little, your little comedy yeah. act. Bring That's him back a plan. Show off the muscles that you show everybody else with your. <laughs> yeah, throw your, your camo hat on and walk out. <laughs> show that six pack, twelve pack, whatever you want to call that. It was sickening, though. I think I'm drinking a twelve pack tonight. That's all right, though. Oh yeah, the the beer flowing. The beer is flowing in the basement of D Man tonight. Thank you, Derek. Oh, fresh bar, yep, right from the consignment shop. See, you see the Philly sports, it doesn't pay much, but we have fun anyway. We, you know, we bring, we bring, he has very 70s decor down here, 
and he had an addition this weekend, an uh, addition to the bar scene, and I think the bar is from 70s as well, so he's keeping the whole decor look going, don't you think, Dave? I think so, definitely. Looks good. Looks real good. I, I was shocked to see the new bar. It was very nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Looks good, man. Everybody's looking good. Nice little incense. Very nice. Very nice. We'll be right back after a word from these sponsors. Call Ticket Warehouse today at 800-250-4500 for your one-stop shopping ticket solution. Count on Ticket Warehouse to get you one of the best seats in the house. One call does it all. 800-250-4500. That's 800-250-4500. Or all your tickets online at TicketWarehouse.com. Back to your favorite podcasters, Derek and Dave. You're listening to phillysportscast.com. Give us a call at 215-494-5438. Leave a message, and we'll be sure to get your message on air. Ed Wade. Oh, I can't believe it. I was shocked. Not that I'm upset that he's leaving. Right. I just thought that they were going to fire him. Fire him last year. Right. Now they got to fire him, and who's ever going to come in has to bring They don't have to bring in a new manager, but more than likely they're going to bring in a new manager. Well, how do you feel about that? I have no problem with that. Charlie Manuel is really not a good manager. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. If they keep him, so be it. But if they get rid of him, I think that would be great. You know, I was reading the Daily News today, and uh, one uh, writer had a good point. Well, you know, Manuel came in for a little sweetener on the deal with Tommy. Right. He came as a hitting instructor? I believe that's what it was. Yeah. And, you know, he's not. You know, it's a good time, Charlie. Whatever you want to say about him. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. Nope. So there's got to be some changes, and it looks like they're making some changes, they so that's great. Fan attendance was down. I think it was like all in all 600,000. Would that all be 14 a game or something like that? It might be something like that. And that yeah. 600,000, now that is the main thing to do. If you want to make a stance, you just don't go to the game. Yeah, sixteen. it was an average of 16,000. It was 33,000 this year, just over 33,000, just over 40,000 last year. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. huge. Huge. Especially with a new ballpark. Brand new ballpark. Yeah. But yeah, and now it's time to make some moves. It's time to make some moves, and they're doing it. Uh, you know, everybody was surprised. Not even, When you read these uh, newspapers, not even no one knew. No one knew. I, I thought Ed Wade was definitely going to be around again next year. Because some of his younger players were playing now. You had Howard playing and Utley playing and playing well. They're looking real good. These yeah, are well, players he's, he's drafted and had in the, the farm system. I, I totally agree. I mean, the Phillies look great, but make it happen. Yeah. I, I like it, though. Time to make a new move, make a big move. Now, Derek, I think there is a stat that you always like to throw out. He's the only GM that hasn't taken him to the playoffs or something like that. What's going on with that, if you want to bring that in? He's the only general manager to general manage a team for eight years and not make the playoffs during those eight years. The only other team that's done that is Tampa Bay, and if you're trying to associate yourself with – being a good squad and having a pretty high payroll, actually. Yeah, we're fourth Four highest. Pa- yeah. Fourth highest Tampa payroll. Tampa Bay can't be close to that. you don't want to be associated with anything to do with the Devil Rays. You're so. listening to Philly Sports Cast with Derek and Dave. And that's, uh, I think the Devil Rays are looking for a new GM, too. I think he's gone, too. Well, they got, they're got restructuring the whole thing, I think. Yeah, like Lou Pinnell is done. Yeah, yeah. They got some good players down there. I'm, I was always shocked about them. I always thought they would do better down there. Well, you got the whole, you know, AL East, Yankees, Sox. Yeah. I mean, they're just they just get beat up on. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. they did well against the Yankees this year. Yeah, they were always thorn in their side this year. That was great. But that's not the only team you got to beat. You got to beat more teams than that. I do hear that. I hear that. Well, uh, hopefully something's going to happen in the next five years. What I'm, we'll see. <laughs> next five years. Well, next. Well, I think they need five years. Don't you? Ah, I want it now. I'm talking about Tampa Bay. Oh, uh, Tampa! Yeah, Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, they're gonna move around. 
I think there's some good good players that we could probably get off their team. Hopefully, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay, so I want to um, talk about Ed Wade. Yeah, I want to uh, jump into your new money's Ed Wade conversation by going down the list of transactions that went down during his tenure, and uh, there's. These aren't all his transactions. There are some missing. Uh, there are ten highlights of, right. of transactions that he made while he was the general manager of the, Eagle, uh, these, the Phillies. These were all uh, were these all trades? Like none of these had anything to do with signings. No, no, no. They they have something to do with signings as well. David oh, they Bell's, do. Yeah. Okay. No, I do see that. I see. Uh, these yeah, are all. Me. These are highlights of his career. Highlights and certainly low life. Oh, definitely low life. Certainly. Well, what's not in here is that he did not trade Howard. He did not trade Utley. So he drafted those guys. Him, him and Mike him, Mike Arbuckle and scouting yeah. department drafted. Oh them. yeah, he You're was right. the head of the team though. Right. And it doesn't have what's called here our biggest sign of the year this year, John Lieber. Right. So it doesn't have that on there. So let's go down this list of ten and then and see if you know besides making the playoffs, if how much of a bust Edway's tenure really was. So let's open it up with November 10th, 1999. Transaction was he got right-handed pitcher Andy Ashby from San Diego for three players, including Adam Eaton. As, when that trade went down, I was loving Ed Wade. I thought it was great. Okay, so we're in agreement that at the beginning of that trade... Getting Andy Ashby looked awesome. And we said he's a proven number two behind Schilling. Yes. Great. So then we're in agreement that saying and that Ed Wade did a great Plus job. Plus one. So that's a plus one. Plus one. I'm going to write that down. It's a plus one. And at the end of the 10, we'll see if Ed Wade made the right decision before the trade, which isn't necessarily his job. I mean, you and I can make those decisions, but he's what he's supposed to do as the general manager is make decisions that... That will better the team. Right. Well, they bettered the team. Yes. In the, instantly, they bettered the oh, okay. team. Okay, I know you but mean But these yeah. players didn't have what it takes to take the team anywhere. Right. Okay, July 26, 2000, he traded right-handed pitcher Kurt Schilling to the, Ari- to the Arizona Diamondbacks for four players. And that was terrible from the get-go. It was terrible from the get-go, but he had to trade Schilling. Yeah, Schilling was a... He was a thorn in the side there. He, it was a piece of S. Yeah, you didn't want him in the locker room at the time with Scotty Rowland. You didn't want that going on. Yeah, he was talking bad about everything he wanted out, and he had to go. Right. So... Arizona gave him the best deal. It seemed like the best deal. Right. But there's Omar Dahl, Travis Lee. Oh, what a – and Nelson <laughs> It hurts Figueroa. just saying that It does. It does. The only pitcher who remains is Vincente Padilla, and Vincente Padilla has shown signs of being – Brilliant. A terrific – yeah, a number one. But he also showed signs of being a triple-A uh, pitcher. Yes, who will probably get cut this year anyway. Should. Okay, so that one is definitely a negative negative one. So, but he had to do it. I'll agree. On, he had to do it. Right. Next transaction in the uh, list of ten here is July twenty seventh, two thousand one, when he acquired left handed pitcher Dennis Cook and right handed pitcher Turk Wendell from the Mets for Bruce Chen and Adam Walker. Because I remember at the time of that trade, to me it seemed like a no big deal trade. Right. It's always good to get bullpen help. Especially at the end of the year, who's looking to support him for the yeah. stretch run. And Bruce Chen, I mean, he did horrible. Not that he did horrible. Did bad in Atlanta. He had some good signs. Came here, he had a couple good signs, but did bad. Went up to New York, and same thing. He would have a couple good outings and would just play bad. Right. I had so, no problem trading Bruce Chen at the time. And Adam Walker, I don't even know if he's still in the league. Okay. 
Okay, so, so what are it, we looking at? I would definitely say it's a plus because you're getting two guys. Right. He had to do. He did what he. he, yeah, did he gave what up he nothing could do to get. Yes, he gave. And up at nothing. that time, it seemed like that's what you need. You're going to need bullpen help, and those two could help. Okay. The next transaction in our list of ten is July 29, two thousand two, when he traded third baseman Scott Rowland to St. Louis for three players, including Placido Polanco. Now, Bud Smith, you remember, threw a no-hitter, who we also got in the deal. And Mike Timlin. He threw a no-hitter here? Or? No, no, he threw a no-hitter oh, okay. in, in St. Louis. And he, we also got right-handed pitcher Mike Timlin. Who did well in Boston. This year. Afterwards, yeah. Yeah, after, after. The, he, the, Eagle, uh, the Phillies had nothing to do with him. Right. So, Roland, I'm sorry, so Roland for Polanco. Basically, Roland for Oogie. Rolling for yeah for junk. Yeah, you could say at the end. Right. I didn't want to see him trade him at the time. But Rolling was, didn't want to be here anyway. Exactly. But Rolling, a little bit of a cancer himself. It's, he started becoming a cancer. So, but why can't you keep him here? At the he time, didn't want was, to be here. Right. It was between him and Boa. The free agents are going to sign anyway. Yeah, and then you just lose him for nothing, which okay. we basically lost him for was nothing. Okay. But I thought I still I know that guy plays great. Heads up baseball. He he knows the fundamentals of the game. Little things. Sliding to the right side of the bag. Picking up the ball in the outfield. Knowing if to go to moving up a base, staying back a base. I love the way he plays baseball. Right. Other than injuries. But, yeah, he had to get rid of them. I, th- would, you, I would probably call that one a wash. Because you, you could have you kept him. And he would have just been a free agent and you got nothing. But I think getting Polanco at the time. Right. I mean, he, he helped out a lot, and I still like getting Oogie. I, like, I think Oogie's a Eventually good... Eventually Oogie. Yeah. Uh, so let's go. Uh, we'll give him a plus for that. You know, he okay. had to move rolling, and he he saw potential in Polanco. Yeah. Oh, Polanco there did. You go. He did great. He, yeah. he held second base until Polanco Chase got there. Was, right. That would have been great if we could have kept Polanco. Okay, our next, number five, is November twenty fourth, 2002. He signed third baseman David Bell. Filled a void with when rolling left. But you could have filled that void, Dave. I could have. I used to be a real good third baseman. Okay, Move to the glove side. This is what Bell is coming off of, though. 20 home runs, 73 RBI with the Giants in 02. So he's coming off that looking for a big payday. Right, and he was probably playing with Bonds. Probably had Kent there. So he had some protection in the lineup. we both know David Bell can't run. We found that out. Well, we know that. But that's, you should know that when you're trying to sign him, too. That's three years ago. I mean, he is getting a little older. I don't think he could ever run. Right. Right. He was never. Okay. So we agree he can't run. He never could run. Right. But your third baseman can't hit 20 home runs and have 73 RBIs in his best season. Or I'm sorry, not maybe not might not be his best season in a contract season. Right. So that's a terrible sign. 20 home runs is bad because at the time, Polanco was still a third baseman. Polanco could play third base. Right. You could have kept him at third base. Right. Okay, but they were saying how Bell was going to be this great stone wall at the, but it the was corner. A, it was a, it was a terrible mistake, and it turned out to be even worse. Yes. Okay. So definitely a negative. Yes. Okay. So now, so at, through five, uh, Ed Wade is at plus one on our little Philly Sportscast chart. Next transaction, and this was the year of the big three. This is when Citizen Bank was about to open up. We right. need that big name. Here comes Bell. Next one is Tomei. Signed free agent Jim Tomey. I give him a double thumbs up on that one. Supposedly the move that would put the Phillies over the top. Loved it. Loved it. 
He I still wined like it. and dined this guy. And yes. I still like it too. He for two years, Tommy was the attraction in Philly. It, what was great was he Ding was dongs, uh, fifty dingers. He played one game at what's called right or not one game one season at at the vet. Vet, yeah. Yep. So, but they they were looking in advance, saying, you know what, we're going right. to be selling it. Okay. Made and they sold him on that. Oh yeah. And it was a great signing. Great signing. I mean, the other trade or the other transactions we talked about. This is the transaction that said. We're for real, boys. Yeah, we're spending We're coming money. to play. Right. And that's what I loved about it. I'm like, there we go. Right. The owners are loosening up. Ed Wade's going to make a move. Right. But the piece of that puzzle, the piece of that 2002 offseason puzzle was this trade. December 20th, 2002, traded Johnny Estrada, catcher, to Atlanta for right-handed pitcher Kevin Millwood, who's probably going to get a huge contract after this year. Oh, he keeps pitching well. Okay. But he didn't pitch well here. Through a, a no, no hitter. hitter, yes, he did, but it doesn't mean anything. No, it seemed like a good a good signing at the time, but when he was asked to be the number one pitcher, he didn't have that. Uh, it was an amazing trade. We thought we robbed Atlanta. We robbed Atlanta of one of their great pitchers. There we have. We're giving up a catcher that wasn't going to play for another three for years a, here. Yeah, for a potential number one starter. Yes, Kevin Millwood came off an 18-game winning season that year. So, recognize. This was this was huge. Was huge. And he did it. But, can you answer me this question? Sure. Did John Sherholtz in Atlanta dupe Ed Wade? Yes. So, Ed Wade got duped in that trade. Yes, he did. So, we got all bamboozled. thought, but we all thought Ed Wade, his pinnacle, his top moment. But, in reality, the Braves brass is laughing their asses off. They're saying we're getting rid of – at that time, he was either a third or a fourth starter. He was a third. So they're like, yeah, we're getting rid of a third starter. We're going to get a nice young catcher who has the potential to play well. He, he came up and showed signs of, of a uh, – he showed that he could play in, in the majors, Estrada. Yes, but the Braves got a starting catcher. Yeah. They were, well, at they the were, time, they didn't need a starting catcher. They had uh, Javi, Javi Lopez. Lopez. Wasn't Javi Lopez moving? He was moving out of there as a free agent right. to Baltimore. Yeah, he was going to be getting out of there soon. Right. So it seemed like a great trade, but he got duped. Yes, he got duped. Um, but you don't know that, but you can assume it. The John Sherholt is an idiot. No, not at all. Okay. The he's next, n- he's. N- I know Ed Wade, and he's no Ed Wade. <laughs> but, right, but right, but a, but on the but on the Philly sportscast, Dumb and Dumber scale, that's yes. a plus. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's still okay. a plus. All right. It's still a plus. So the next one, which is going to be another plus on the Dumb and Dumber scale, is acquired left-handed relief pitcher Billy Wagner from Houston for three players. I double give it a double. thumbs up. Double again, yeah. They signed the best closer in baseball. Out there, yes. At that time, it was awesome. It's still great. I still love having him on there. So, done deal. We can't say nothing bad about that. Not so, at all. Here we go. Plus four. December 3rd, 2003, acquired left-handed pitcher Eric Milton from Minnesota for three players. We thought that was awesome, too. It was going to be Millwood. It was going to be Wolf and Milton. And then and then you still had Padilla. Then you had a guy named Myers coming up. That but, seemed like a great five right there. Right. But isn't Ed Wade supposed to know that Eric Milton would only stay for one year or that I, he can't hit or he can't pitch in a small park like Citizens Bank Park? I think at the time, maybe they didn't realize uh, how many dingers were going to be flying out of here. So he potentially so he potentially got hosed again by another general manager. But on our scale, it's a plus. It's definitely a plus. 
Sure. I thought that was real good. He was going to be your number two or three. Seemed like a great, great player to get at the time. Okay, so that's number nine, and Ed Wade is at a plus four on our ten. Wow. Next and final transaction. Acquired right-handed pitcher Todd Jones from Cincinnati and right-handed pitcher Felix Rodriguez from San Francisco for four players. Tenth and final transaction, July 30, 2004. Wade acquired right-handed pitcher Todd Jones from Cincinnati and right-handed pitcher Felix Rodriguez from San Francisco for four players. This was at the trade deadline last year, giving Bo really Some, nothing right. to, to make for the, for the stretch run. We needed another starting pitcher. would have helped out. Right. You had Wagner in the bullpen. You had Cormier, who was throwing really well. Throwing, yeah. And what do you need these guys for? Matson was playing in the bullpen at the end of the year, too, last year. And Rick Lillade, you move out oh. in this trade. And that's it. And then they, they also had uh, Todd Worrell was in the, the bullpen last year before we went nuts at the beginning of this year. And here's a little stat for you. Rodriguez did get them lofted, which is nice. Which is very nice. But Todd Jones... How did he pitch for the Marlins this year? Lights out. 40 saves. That's not bad for a guy we got rid of. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, so that one is kind of like a wish-wash on our thing. We yeah, I'm not It sure was nice the, that he made a move yeah. at the deadline. So what would you say? It wasn't at the, the time, right move. how were you feeling? I was thinking it wasn't the right move, but I didn't think it was a negative move. Okay, so we're going to give gonna him... It's either going to be an even or if we're only doing we'll plus or minus. Yeah. We'll give him a... Uh, a no-go, a, a push, and now we're looking at he's a plus four on ten transactions. That is pretty sweet for how he made the fans feel at the time. Yes. Out of these ten transactions, none of them got him in the playoffs. Right. So he should have got fired. Anything can happen. But Wade is supposed to know what's going to happen two years from now when he makes these, pulls these trades off. And that's, it seems the players he signed, Bell... And, and I'm not and I'm not necessarily saying he, two years from now when he signs Felix Rodriguez or Todd Jones or trades uh, Scott Rowland for Bud Smith. I'm not supposed to, he's not supposed to see what Bud Smith's going to do. Right or sure, Mike Timlin. Who thought Timlin? Right. But I will say this: he's supposed to know what what Bell is going to be like two years from now. He's supposed to know what Tommy's supposed to be like going to be like from now. He's going to be supposed to know what um, um, Wagner is supposed to be like for two years from now. And he. Obviously screwed up on the Bell thing. He screwed up on signing Lieberthal to a long-term deal. He's supposed to know how Lieberthal's going to work out two years from now when he signed him. You know, we can bash Ed Wade all we yes. want. We can bash him all we want, but it's not going to do anything for that. I mean, Ed Wade, obviously, and what they say, nobody worked harder. Nobody did their home, more homework. And maybe his hands were tied by the by the Phillies brass. Well, you know what, dude? They, Phillies brass said spend some money, and we you know he went out and signed Wagner. Yeah, fourth highest payroll. It doesn't sound like he's tied too much. But you have to make the playoffs. You have to. And he's the general manager who's ultimately responsible for the Charlie Manuel hire. Yes. Ultimately responsible for Larry Bowe firing. Ultimately responsible for getting rid of Scott Rowland or letting Scott Rowland go or couldn't make not making Scott Rowland happy. He was also involved not bringing back Kurt Schilling. He's also we did could have not, brought him back at the time. And he said. I, I believe I read the quote where he said, Kurt's not, we don't think he's got enough gas left in the tank or whatever. Right. He didn't believe that he was worth a three-year um, contract. At that time, it was like an extra $2 million. Right. Regardless of how much money it right. was, yeah. bringing Kurt Schilling back here would have made this guy. You think being a Philadelphia a fan, when you bring back a player like that, I think the, the 
town would have just went nuts and would have just brought that much excitement to the game. So he's a plus four with the fans in these. Right. At but the he is a definite, he's a minus 40 with the. He's a minus 40 of the time when something should happen. He doesn't do it. Some, look, a couple of his trades were off season moves, which were right. Nights. Right. Okay, now we're moving in and we're doing this. We're looking good. Let's make that move to put us over the top. Right. And he doesn't do it. No. He might bring in that move where you're like, that could help. That's okay. Brings in Oogie this year. He brings in other relievers other years. That's always good to have. Make that move. Get us at number one. Get us at number two. That's going to – we're losing. We're on a three-game skid. This guy's going to come in, shut the door. We're going to win two to one if we need to. One to nothing with this guy pitching. We have to make some kind of move to yeah. show the people that we're in business. In business to win baseball games. And that's what runs – Big business runs a big business, and that's all baseball is. I agree. No, I just want to give a quick shout out to all you Yankee fans. I really feel for you, and I'm not. I'm not the kind of person. I'm. I don't like the Yankees because I am. Because we're in Philadelphia, and we don't like New York teams. I don't especially. Nobody should. But I really feel for your. I feel for Yankee fans, and I especially feel for George Steinbrenner, who does everything he possibly can to win. He has a two hundred and three million dollar payroll. Isn't that mind-boggling? Yeah. And he just got beat by a $94 million payroll in five games. The problem with the Yankees is Joe Torre. And I thought I'd never say this, even because he's got four rings. Yes, he does. The problem with the Yankees is Joe Torre. And here's why I'm saying this. He has an unrealistic loyalty to his to the players that got him to where he is. Mike Mussina starts that five-game series. Now, you have to remember, whether you like it or you don't, this is a five-game series. And if you don't like the five-game series... Tough shit. You can't do nothing about it. And Joe Torre can't say he likes it or he doesn't like right. it. He's got to start his best players, right? Yes. Mike Mussina starts game one. If this goes to five, who starts game five? Mike Mussina. Right. So listen, that is ridiculous. He should not have started game one. He should not definitely not have started game five. Who are you going to start game one, though? Well, I don't know who I don't know that far back in the rotation, right. but I will say about game five that if Randy Johnson can come in in the fourth inning, he can come in, in the first inning. But I'm not talking about game one. I'm talking about game five. Right. If he's a game three starter, he needs that. He needs two days rest. I know they had a rain out and all that other fun shit. Right. Gave him an extra day for rest. Right. I feel for Yankee fans. Would you blame because... Joe Torre? Like, no. Yeah. Well, listen. You have yeah. to understand what I'm saying, okay. though. Because of the loyalty that he has to the players that got him there, I think that he's blinded a little bit. He did not put his team in the best position to win. Now, listen to this, though. He wasn't anticipating Matsui going oh or whatever, hitting oh thirty something. Right. He wasn't anticipating. Um, Alex Rodriguez hitting a into a uh, double. Play. He wasn't anticipating Alex Rodriguez hitting into a double play in the ninth when Jeter, the ultimate baseball player in, of our generation, gets on base to start the ninth. He's not anticipating Sheffield popping up. He's not anticipating Giambi not doing what he needs to do. Although Giambi did play well in the series, comeback player of the year. But Mike Mussina does not get the ball in game one and does not get the ball in game five. If Joe Torre, if anybody other than Joe Torre is managing that team. and But let me get back to how I feel for Yankee fans. Steinbrenner should be really lifted into God status in New York for Yankee fans. Mets fans obviously aren't really. Well, hate him, yeah. This guy puts so much of his own money into making. I mean, that's all he can do is tell Cashman to get the best players. So what I'm saying is that George, it's not, it's George's money, but it's Cashman's decision. It's Cashman's decision, but I don't think he has to make a decision. He just goes. This is the best person we want to take him. Like he doesn't look forward to the future. Okay. That's the way I say it. And that's they, because they give up minor league prospects and everything yeah. for these guys. 
And then if they're not doing but good, hey, we'll get rid of them. We'll of, eat their contract. Think about the players, though. Just think about the players. Oh, they're great players. Amazing players. You guys are you guys are blessed. New York fans are blessed. And you know what? F them. I agree with you. I, 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 I like smiled. watching them. I yeah. smiled when the uh, Angels won. I love it. The only thing that made me happier was Bosox Sox got swept. I loved that. I thought that was great. I thought that was great, too. But I will say this. I feel sorry for Yankee fans. Very much. Any New York team, I'd like to just to punch in the mouth. Uh, tell me that wasn't great watching the Yankees lose the other night. Oh, God. That was God. awesome. I love seeing Derek Jeter's face just start <laughs> weeping. But it's still great watching him cry. I have no problem with that. I yeah. love watching the Yankees lose. I was just as happy to watch Boston lose. Me too. I was too. And, you know, uh, well, any, I I'm a very bitter man. David. I'm right there with you. I am just bitter to the bone. I just, I'm just, I hate everybody. I hate us. I hate them. I, hate, I just am so sick. Of the BS that goes on, man, with the losing. We lo- we're losers. <laughs> we're straight up losers. We lose every year. I mean, I'm 28 years old. I don't remember the Phillies ever winning anything. Ever. 93, they got there. Whoa. 93. Wild thing. Yeah, wild thing. Thanks, 99. <laughs> it was exciting, though. It was exciting. Yeah, I guess so. Hopefully your son or my daughter will be able to see a championship. Yeah. You know, everybody's got these uh, curses, the Bambino, this and that, the goat, whatever. The, the, the goat. goat. <laughs> Yo, we got some problems over here. We got the Philadelphia curse, if you know what I'm saying. The, well, didn't they say uh, the William Penn curse oh, or yeah, something? yeah, the building over the <laughs> William Penn. No one's ever won anything. The curse of uh, the Liberty Bell. I don't think we won since uh, the Liberty Bell was broke. Hey, anybody's got a good curse of the whatever, come to the forum, put it on there, and we'll we'll plug it up next time. We'll pick out the best one. Definitely, yeah. If anyone can come up with a good curse, definitely better than the William Penn curse. Oh, yeah. What is it? Phillysportsnet.com? www.phillysportscast.com. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Because then, we'll, you know, we'll see who's got the best ones, and we'll put that baby right on there. Cause Instead we of us it. coming up with one. Um I want to talk to you about something because I know you're a big Flyers fan. Yes, I am. And I got a question for you. I want to know um, if you think they have any problems this year. Startner, it's rarely. Really, really have you seen anything? Game. Have you seen anything? Just chemistry wise. Chemistry wise with Forsberg and all yeah, the finesse. You're, well, you're bringing Forsberg in, you're bringing in all these rookies in. Nobody really played. They haven't played in a year and a half. So now you're just Rusty. getting people. Yeah, you're getting people to gel. Okay. That's Forsberg. I don't know if you watch any of the games, but yeah, like yeah. Him, him, Gagne, and. Uh, Knubel, I mean, they look real well out they there. They do. They look real yeah. well. Knubel scored again tonight at the beginning of the game. Great, great. So, but Gagne I, and Forsberg, I think it's just going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, those they're just two finesse players, and you know, they've just been brawlers for the last 10 years, and yeah. now they're finally going to be a finesse. They're going to be a late 90s Penguins team. That would be great. That would be sweet. And it, it seems like when Forsberg doesn't want you to get the puck, you can't get the puck off him. He can just keep that right there. I'm like, wow, just it's amazing watching someone do something like that. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we – Trade him at some yeah, point? Yeah. Talk to me about that. What, what happened with that? At the time, it seemed like a great trade. Okay. That's when Lindros came in. Everyone said, oh, Eric Lindros, the next, at the time, he wasn't the next one. He was going to be Lemieux, but with the physical force. When right. he came in here, and then he had knee problems. Concussions. concussions. Yeah, at the end, like everything. I mean, he's still playing. When we drafted Forsberg, at the time, he was just a, a skinny young kid. He waited a year, stayed in Sweden. When he came over, he blossomed, like he kind of matured. He got a little bigger, got okay. to play behind Sackick. And he oh, he yeah. turned it on, and he looked real good. But he's also injury prone. Not it, not the concussion wise, but when something happens, it right. happens to him too. 
Well, you know, it's a physical sport. I mean, oh, it is. I mean, God damn, I love it. That's why I love it. And they're as big as hockey players, or they're big as uh, like football, football players. players. Yeah, not like the offensive line, but your linebackers and all that. And they're on skates, just coming sixteen inch, sixteenth of an inch. Those skates are, aren't they? That sounds about right. I never they're, really measured it. They're like an eighth or a sixteenth. Now an eighth of an inch, and they're flying around, and they're two hundred and sixty pound men. Now that is finesse. Now that's skill. That's what's scary about like Hatcher and all that sitting in the back when these guys are coming flying at him. Right. He's going the opposite way and just hits him. <sighs> oh, it doesn't feel good at all. You know, you know. Speaking of Lindros, what I remember was with him not to go backtracking because we don't want to talk about him, but he always had a problem keeping his head down. You don't want to keep your head down in hockey. That's what's amazing. Like when you play hockey, like that's what they teach you. Hey, keep your head up. Look, you know, your head's on a, a pivot. Yeah. Same thing in football. When you're running, you got to make sure because you don't want to get blindsided. When you take one step, there he is. Right. And for a great player, air quotes, great player. Yeah. Anytime he was coming over the blue line, he was looking at his feet trying to find where the puck he is. He was always doing that. I always thought that, too. Yeah, and that's what amazed me. Like, you're like, this guy's a great player, but... He doesn't even know in fundamentals. Yeah. it was it, That was always a shock, and that's where it always got hit. He'd come over the blue line, and someone would just crush him. Oh, well, it was nice. Bob Clark got rid of him, sent him to the Rangers, and now he's, what, what, he's at the Maple Leafs now. With the Maple Leafs. Good. Stay there. Staying wherever you want, man, because you're just Stay no up good. in Canada. Stay in Canada where you belong, where you were born. <laughs> you are bitter. Oh, I'm very bitter. Uh, shouldn't I be, though? Am I right on that? Shouldn't I be bitter? You definitely should be bitter. I mean, you know, they many go to Many years of nothing. Many years of, of nothing. Nothingness. I, I want to go to a parade. I want to go to a parade, and I want to drink in a parade, you know? Soon, uh, my friend, soon. Yeah, who do you think is going to win their first I, thing? Who is I'm it? still What's Flyers. Flyers this year. They're lo- they got a great team. When everything starts gelling, I think they'll be fine. Hopefully, they're not going to prove me wrong. Hopefully, they're going to follow through, play well, get us there. It's a long season. I mean, they have it three games season. right now. It's like 82 games or something? 82 games. So they're still got, so um, yeah. they're going to do well. I see no problems. Yeah, well, you know, you say that every year about all these teams. Exactly. I said that about the Phillies this year. They're going to make it to the playoffs. Right. Yeah, yeah. You said it about the Eagles. Yep. And, I'm, you know, let's go back to the Eagles. Um, I really think that the Eagles just aren't the same team this year because of, all you know, oh, well, we can do well without them. We can do well without them. They can go. Corey Simon for one. Well, you know what? We can't. We can't t- stop that run. We're losing NFC East. We're losing to Dallas. We got the Giants coming up soon. Giants could be problems. Giants are going to be a real big problem. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Washington's going to be a real big problem too. They got a great defense. Washington's going to be a real big problem. I mean, they they gave Denver a run for their money. List. Washington beat Dallas. Washington beat Dallas. I mean, it was four minutes left in the game. They did everything, but hey, they beat them. They, but they did, did it. Good. Yeah, that's four quarters. Yeah, it's four exactly. quarters. So it's a tough, tough NFC East and. We're just gonna have to see, and you know we're we're just getting to the bottom of the barrel now. I mean, we're just not we're not going up, we're going down, and that's not good. Well, the wave is starting to crash. I will say this though, however, you and I, Dave, Dave and Derek, always said that we're not going to worry about this team until the fourth, until fourth, they lose their fourth, fourth loss. Game. But after what you've seen so far this year, highlighted by the Kansas City game and obviously the Dallas game, would you like to reconsider that? I'm still going to go with fourth game. I'm I'm still thinking, okay, going on trends, they're going to come off a bye, they're going to beat San Diego. So you're going to be back up to four and two, which is fine. That's good. You got Green Bay coming up. You got I hear you. the Giants are going to be a tough game. Washington, they're always tough games, but I think they're going to be the games we're going to win. We were saying that uh, they always play well in November and December. November's right around the corner. Right. We're two weeks away. Well, after the bye week, we'll have like two more games, and we'll be in November. This is when they play well. Well, one team I see 
starting on the downside is Washington. I don't see Washington being there a month from now. Hopefully not. I think they're going to be uh, on in last place. That's what I, that's what I see. Um, they're struggling now. Right. They're struggling to win these games. They were struggling against Dallas. They're struggling first first week. Yeah, they're just keeping them in. Yeah, I mean, you know, you see Joe Gibbs win three in a row. He's like creaming his pants because <laughs> he's won three in a row by like one point. And that's great. You know, you, you're struggling to win that three and out. But you won that three and out by the hair of your balls. I agree with you, though, pal. I love it, man. I love it. So I really think that Washington is going to be the easiest one of the three. And I think, you know, you got to watch out for Dallas. we got to get one off Dallas tonight this year. If we go 0-2 on Dallas, you can't that's, going go to, that's going to be a big problem for playoff time. That's the only good thing. I mean, who are we going to be playing in the playoffs? Atlanta's still the top team. No, no. I'm still not worried about Dallas. I'm mean, not worried about Atlanta, I'll tell you that, even though they beat us. Yeah. And Dallas beat us. I'm not worried about those teams. Uh, tonight, we're going to do our new segment. It's called E-Money's. Moneyline. Hey, everybody. What's up? Dave, thanks for having me in. Oh, E-Money, glad to have you here. All right. I'm drinking my cold beer, enjoying myself. Remember, this is uh, the gentleman with the new baby. Oh, yes. Cheers. Cheers to you. Thank you very much. Yep. Declan James Collins in the house. <laughs> Two weeks. Hopefully sleeping right now. Hopefully for my wife's sake. But uh, how'd you do last week, Patton? I did real well. I pulled it out. Um, There's a lot of tight ones. Um, I took a lot of good games. I took Green Bay. Wow, good call. Thank you. Um, I took Jacksonville in the Jacksonville-Cincinnati game. Line was three and a half. They were given Cincinnati three and a half. Last minute of the game, field goal, <laughs> lost it by half a point. <laughs> Never a good time to start it up. Sunday uh, night, that's horrible when that happens. I know, I know. And then Monday, I had to cap it off. Had to cap it off. Went right with Pittsburgh. Good call. Came back up, winning it up. That's what I like to hear. Every week's a winner so far, right? Every week's a winner. I do what I can, um, and I'm here to spread the news to the world. We do not promote gambling, but if you have to gamble, listen to eMoney. That's right. They don't call me eMoney for nothing. It's like money in the bank here for you. Yes, What's the is. first game you're looking at? Are you doing anything about baseball or no? You're not well, I'm not on... doing anything on baseball because it's so tough right now. With the ACLs, you never know what's going to happen with the National and American League. Like, you really just have to stay away from that. I agree with you. You know, you got a, you got Anaheim right now, what, 4,800 uh, miles in three days? <laughs> I mean, you don't even know. There Are they even awake? You can't I wouldn't that. play. Yeah, just give me the night off. Exactly. I don't even know how um, Seeley can allow that, but hey, whatever. He wants TV to get rights. these games in. Yeah, exactly. So That's where all the money is. So one of the games I'm looking at is, let's see, what was this, week six now? Or is it week five? This would be week six coming Week up. six. Oh, how quick it goes, gentlemen. Yes. Everybody better be making their money out there. This is all about covering the games. See what's exploit the losers. One game I'm looking at. I love at. the new excitement you bring to this. This is awesome. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> you're here. I'm glad. I hope everybody likes it out there. You guys, uh, like I said, no death threats. And um, Derek, uh, I need something to wet my whistle. Just let you know. <laughs> producer, producer. Producer. <laughs> uh, week six, I'm looking at the Baltimore Cleveland game. Uh, Baltimore is giving five. So Baltimore minus five. Wow. Yep. Uh, Baltimore is actually, as you guys can see, Brian Bill is having a lot of problems over there. Their defense has given up a lot of things. But I think this week's their week because they're at home. It's a must-win for them, and I think they can cover that spread with five. You think the defense is going to come out? And- I think they're going to come out, and, and Trent Dilfer's done. Dilfer, anyway, with Cleveland, it's really not working out for them. Right. they got the new quarterback. you got Anthony Wright because Bowler's out. He's going to be out for at least another month. I like what wow, he did. Wow, is he out that much longer? Yeah, they say wow. another month. That's what they say on NFL.com today, which is Tuesday the 11th of October. Yes. Last week, Anthony Wright, just to throw some stats at you, had two touchdowns, 20 of 37. Don't know the yardage. But he also had two interceptions. But it was his first week coming out. 
and he was on the road. So I think this week you're coming home. They got You think Jamal Lewis is going to go crazy? Well, I think he might. He had 95 yards on Sunday. Didn't have any touchdowns, but that's a lot of running. That is a lot of running. The man can run. So he's always a threat, and it's it's five points. It's not seven. It would be seven if they won this week, I think, but now they're down to five because they, they're just losers. They're, they're one and three, I think. Yeah. So that's a big problem for them. But that's why I think coming home they're just going to be they're just going to destroy. So that's my game of the week. I like that game. It's a very good game. If uh, Derek Mason, Todd Heap, catch, they got to come. The, the guys got to come for him. They got you know what it comes down to. They got something to prove. You know, uh, Billick. It's a must win for him because him not winning this game is really going to be like, is he going to step down? You know, there's talk of that. You know, that whole deal. So I think he's he's saying, you know what, I really got to focus on Cleveland just to get a win on him. Right. Mind. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Pick of the week. Um, I got another pick for you, Dave. Let's hear. Bring uh, it on. All right, AFC. Remember, I'm putting a kid through Catholic school here. Oh God, then so you better you better start looking I, at some bets. I'm gonna have to hit this bet up. I'm telling you, I'm telling. I don't you. have to put her in a public school though. Oh well, God no. <laughs> they they have guns there. <laughs> all right, all right. Philly Sportscast with Derek okay. and Dave. Now. We all know the AFC East is the biggest poopy, poopy, poopy <laughs> thing in the world. They got the Jets. You got Buffalo. You know they, they got Miami. They're still in the garbage. East, right? It's just garbage. And, you know, no wonder Eng- New England wins every year because everybody else is just is horrible. So I'm going with the, I'm going with a poopy pick this week. A poopy pick. Hey. Poopy week. AFC. East, they're always nail biters. If anybody bets, you know AFC is just you're biting your nails. You don't know what they're going to do. I'm talking about the game Buffalo and the Jets. Okay, um, Buffalo's minus three to the Jets. And I'm really, really liking Buffalo. Let me tell you why, Dave. I definitely want to hear why. Because Testaverde, there's no way that he's going to come out what he did against Tampa Bay on Sunday again. It's, it was a fluke. There's no way it's going to happen. Buffalo is at home, and that's always a plus, especially when it's minus three. That's why they're giving three, basically, because it's two even teams. They're giving the three to the home team. That's what they do. Who's quarterbacking in Buffalo? Is it still uh, Holcomb now again Holcomb this week? still, yeah. And, you know, I... You just got to go with this because the Jets are just going to fumble every week, every week, and you got to exploit that. When you're betting these games, you got to exploit the the, the, the turnovers. Is a big, 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 big. So I'm going Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. Given the three, you got to exploit Testaverde, and you got to exploit all their weaknesses, and just bet Buffalo hard. I like that. So that's what I'm saying because it's just it's just it's a crap crap conference, but you got to take it for what it is. So e-money money line with three stars, three money signs. Yeah, I mean you take it for what it is. I give you, I give you information. You people run with it. I don't know what you're going to do. Half the people are going to take the Jets and weigh and lose. But hey, what do you want me to do? Right, that's they how, don't listen. That's what the juice is all about. That's why the bookies win. <laughs> oh, I'll take the Jets. You take Buffalo. All right, I will. I'll, I'll hold the bet then. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, another game I'm looking at is Cincinnati at Tennessee. Cincinnati is minus three to Tennessee. If anybody watched that Cincinnati-Jacksonville game, I did, of course, because I had a lot of money on it. <laughs> Cincinnati just really looks good. Jacksonville looked a little better. They were at home. They had that advantage for them. And Cincinnati hasn't, didn't play that sunny as well as they did those last four starts, 4-0. Yes. You know, Palmer and everybody. But they're just a really solid team. Dude, I, I liked how they, uh, they started coming back at the end there. Yeah. They didn't lay down and die. They played they like a, a real good team this yeah, week. I, mean, they, I liked it a lot. You know, I totally agree with you, Dave. I think they're just a solid team. They're, they're going to be around. You know, you get to week six, uh, a little over a third of the way to the season, and you start, you start to see the separation. Yep. You the know, the oil and water. 
supreme rise, and you're going to see a lot of people going down, and you're going to see a lot of people rising up. And I think they're one of the teams that are going to stay. Definitely, they're they're looking real good. I like that. Yeah. So everyone, um, they mean business. You know, Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, they're going to kill Tennessee's weak defense. They're just going to roll on them. That's Tennessee's a favorite in this game. Well, no, uh, Cincinnati's given Tennessee three. Oh, okay, so they're favorite. Okay, yeah. my fault. I misunderstood. Yeah, and that's no problem. Okay. And, I'm not uh, really listening. I'm watching Stargate right now. So, oh my! <laughs> Is there any women on that show? I don't know. There's just oh. a lot of guys shooting guns. And like I said, you know the way you know what it's all about winning or losing is all about covering the spread. And Cincinnati is going to cover that spread. And I think I got one more pick for you guys. You got like a long shot coming for I me. I got a long shot coming for you. My first long shot. I'm not even going to discuss because. It was New Orleans, Atlanta, but Deuce McAllister's out. You They're know, bringing I don't in know. another Jesse Chapman, I think, to run for Miami. Yeah. They're that's just hurting That's right just now. trouble. It's a shame. What I got here is I really think that the Monday night game, Indianapolis for St. Louis, the long shot of the week, I think that Indy will not cover the spread. The spread right now is 13. I don't think Indy's going to do it. They're going to play. They're playing in Indianapolis. It is a Monday night game. Anything can happen, as you can see on the Pittsburgh-San Diego game on Monday night. Monday night's a totally different animal. I really don't think that they're going to cover. Indy's been covering the last three weeks. They're getting tired. I really think St. Louis is going to come out and prove themselves. They got the coach with the bad heart. Who knows what's going on? They're going to pull up. You got, and you got these people. You got to, you got to look at morale, too. I mean, I don't think Indy's going to roll. I don't think they're going to cover. It's not about winning. It's about covering, covering the spread. Covering the spread. And I got one. I like two. that pick. That's a very nice pick. Two last notes that I want to say, and I'm just going to die with this. You got to watch out for the Steelers without Roethlisberger. Watch if, out for that. Look if at he that doesn't line. play. If he doesn't play. Watch out for that look. And watch out for San Diego slipping on down because I don't think they're going to be up here very much longer. They're playing Oakland this week, and I think you better watch what's going on at AFC West because they're going to be dropping down. And that's all i got to say. It's my final note. Thank you, E-Money, for coming out. We had a great time, and uh, we will definitely post them up. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. You're very, very welcome. Every week, E-Money's Moneyline. E-Money's Moneyline. Pick them, take them, don't. If you want, bet against them. <laughs> exactly. If you want to be a loser, bet against them. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the SportsCast. We hope to hear from you soon, so check out the site for contact information. Have a nice day.